Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk TDs podcast. Today is a glorious Saturday. I'm AD. And I'm Jerry, ready to talk football. And let's get right to it. You know, um, the matchup between the stash and the beard. What did you think about this, Jerry? Dolphins, Jaguars. I was bored. It was a one-sided affair, and on top of that, very sloppy. Penalties all around on both sides of the ball. So, yeah. Yeah, it was a bad game. Minshew had a terrible game. Um, He looked lost out there without Shark. You know, he just didn't look himself. And for Shark Shark to have that type of impact on the game without him being there is kind of concerning for Minshew. I believe uh, he should have done better and against, especially against that Dolphins team. Yeah, I don't even think it was necessarily him being out of the game. I think that offensive line just had too many penalties and just gave up too much pressure. And for a young quarterback, that is just a bad recipe all around. Yeah, I mean, and he also did miss that deep pass uh, down the sideline. So, I mean, that was a big impact in the game, which was an easy pass he should have made. But, I mean, it didn't happen. And it was just a bad game all around. I mean, but what you think about Fitzmagic making all those magical plays out there? Typical fashion, nothing impressive. I mean, he's done this multiple times throughout his career where he just shows flashes, catches lightning in a bottle, whatever you want to call it. I mean, we know what he is. He's just a guy. But he's still fun to watch. So Yeah, I mean... He is fun to watch, but it, it it always feels like he always gets started like this. And then after a few games, then he falls out, and then he loses a starting job. And I just feel like it happens every year. And I think, am I wrong for expecting that this year? No. So then with those uh, thoughts being said, it seems like you feel like the rookie's going to come out soon. When do you think that is? I don't know, to be honest. It depends on... Fitzpatrick see how magical he can play for how long he can play like that and if he keeps it up maybe he'll he'll be he'll be there for a while but you know I'm I'm hoping Tua comes in and replaces him because I want to see him play and but let's see how that hip turns out I don't think it's going to be well but let's see how it turns out for him all right another Thursday night football let's get into week three seven intriguing matchups Texans, Steelers, what do you think? I don't think this is going to be much of a competitive game. The Steelers have a very good defense, ranked third right now, and I think they should probably be ranked a little higher. But, uh, you know, the Broncos came in and put up a little bit of points at the end of the game last week, so I think that's why they're not ranked higher. But, um, you know, they had 19 quarterback hits and seven sacks on the Broncos last week, and it's going to be hard to stop that whenever – Deshaun Watson is one of the most pressured quarterbacks in the NFL. So you think he's going to be on the ground a lot? Oh, I think so. I think the Steelers is going to get a, is going to get after this team, and you know, um, I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to put up some points. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm not a fan of Watson. I mean, he just got paid, and he hasn't really shown much from year to year. I haven't seen much progression him as a player. I feel like he holds onto the ball too long. Granted, yeah, he does have a bad offensive line. I feel like he doesn't help them out at all because he's constantly holding on to the ball trying to make something happen, which is a part of what makes him good. But 
at some point you got to recognize that you got to live for the next play and um yeah i don't think he's gonna show much in this game at all either yeah i mean i don't disagree with you to uh to the max but uh i think a lot of it has to do with his offensive line um you know after you get hit so much you're gonna feel that pressure all the time so uh I, th- I think it's a lot of the offensive line. I think he don't have that many weapons. He lost DeAndre Hopkins. David Johnson ain't doing nothing. They're ranked 30th in the NFL in rushing right now through two games. So I- he's not getting help. So I wouldn't play- put all the blame on Deshaun Watson, but this- it's going to be hard for him to come up against this defense. Yeah, I-, I know it's hard to put all that pressure on him. I guess that's why I really hate how uh, the NFL – pays these quarterbacks yeah. whenever they just when it's their time to to get paid you know they just get the highest next contract because in my opinion i haven't seen enough you know usually when you're like the guy yeah you propel your team you make average joes look phenomenal and um i just don't see that like you said i mean yeah he doesn't have the skill positions other quarterbacks may have but you know what newsflash that's the nfl and uh, not every team has great players. Not every team has great weapons. But you got to be able to be that guy if you're getting paid the second most behind Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I mean, but he's been to playoffs. He's won a playoff game. So, I mean, you can't knock him on that because he's, he's done some work by himself whenever he had DeAndre Hopkins. So, I mean, I think that shows that he can make it in the NFL. But as far as right now, I don't think they're as good as last year. I think they're a worse team. And I think a lot of that has to do with Bill O'Brien. Yeah, well, speaking of turnarounds from year to year, uh, what do you think about the Rams and uh, the Bills? These are two undefeated teams going at it. Do you think uh, Do you think one of these is the real deal, or are they both fakes? I think the Bills are going to come up in this division. I think they're going to win this division. And I'm really excited to watch Josh Allen grow because I think he's a pretty good quarterback. Um Giving them Stephon Diggs helped them a lot, and I think it's showing right now. Yeah, I like Josh Allen a lot, too. He kind of reminds me of like a younger Big Ben, but even more athletic back in the day. Um, That's what also scares me. Um, Quarterbacks who are like that, they get hurt, they get beat up. And um, if he doesn't make prolific plays using that skill set and doesn't continue to progress as a passer... um, he could easily fall off quickly. So I'd like to see him develop more as a passer, which I believe he obviously has the arm talent to do. I, I mean, just want to see that coaching staff utilize it. Yeah, I mean, he's doing that this year. The passing offense is ranked first right now. So, I mean, he's he's on the right track right now. And their team in, in, in whole is top five in every category. So I think they're doing well, but they haven't faced a good team like the LA Rams. So I think this will be a big test for Josh Allen. I think... I think he's going to put up points against this defense, too. And hopefully uh, Singletary can put some points on the ground, too. It's just all-around good play if you want to beat this Rams team. So how do you feel about Ramsey basically resetting the market for corners and getting paid 20 million with that new contract he signed? I, think, I don't think Ramsey's a good cornerback. But I don't think he's the best cornerback in the league. So for him to begin, they paid that much money, uh it might be a little bit little bit of an overstretch, but, you know, he's still good. I still like him. Yeah, I have interesting thoughts about that. I mean, I feel like it's hard to pay one guy $20 million 
when there's typically nowadays in the modern NFL, there's now three wide receivers running around. You know, it's not like back in the day when, you know, teams are only running two wide receivers. So when you had a shutdown corner, you're literally locking down half the field. Well, the field's yeah. no longer in, you know, it's no longer just a half. It's in thirds, sometimes even four. So, um, I don't know. For me, it's hard to justify, but I understand that in the modern NFL, you need really good corners. Yeah, and that, this game is also going to be based on how well golf plays because golf is up and down. One week is good, one week is bad, and I think he needs more of a consistency to keep up with this Bills offense if he's going to want to win this game. Um, he, you know, he has Cup, he has Robert Woods. He has weapons, but this defense, this Buffalo Bills defense, it's no joke, and it's, he's going to have to put a lot on the board for him to, to come out with that win. Yeah, I think I think Goff will be able to do it. He's a system quarterback. I mean, that doesn't mean a good or a bad thing, but he fits the system really well, and I think they're going to do typical Rams thing and get the ball out faster, so they're yeah. just not going to be able to get that pass rush going. Yeah, but what about with uh, the run game, though? You think they're going to be able to succeed against this defense? Um, I think if they can, I think they'll just do screens, and I think they'll just pass the ball because that's exactly what they do. Acres, they did it against the Cowboys. Akers is going to be out this game. I mean, I mean, he's been out. He hasn't been much of this offense, so I don't think that's really a big deal. They've been running Malcolm Brown to begin with. Yeah, that's so true. That's, that's just that's kind of just random tidbits. Malcolm Brown didn't do anything last week, though. I think it was Henderson that did all the work. So I mean, I mean, they, I guess they do have potential, but it's going to be kind of hard against this defense. There's a top five defense right now. Another. Interesting matchup. One of my favorite teams to follow this year, the Cardinals. Yeah, going against the Lions. What do you think? I'm man. I'm like so excited to watch the Cardinals play right now because you know they have a a prolific offense right now. It's it's kind of crazy coming from like last year's last year's records to right now being two and zero, one of the best teams in the league. And Hopkins has made a huge huge difference in that offense, and that defense is stepping up right now too. So I'm really excited to watch this, and hopefully if Kenny Galladay plays this week, hopefully that will help Matthew Stafford out. So with that being said, do you think that the run game for the Lions will get going, or do you think they'll try to run a lie heavy on the pass? I don't think the Lions have a set running back right now. Dodger Swift is more of the pass-catching running back, and Kerryon Johnson and... Adrian Peterson are splitting, splitting the run game, you know, so they don't really have a running back set. But I think Adrian Peterson is more of a better back than Kerryon Johnson right now. You know, Kerryon Johnson came into the season hurt, and I think Adrian Peterson will have more work on the ground. But I think this just this offense is fun to watch. They have this play, they play so fast, and um. I don't know. I just, I'm really excited for this game. Yeah, I would have to agree. Like you said, Hopkins made a huge difference, especially for Kyler Murray, a young quarterback. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, in my opinion, is probably the best wide receiver right now just yeah, because he's I such agree. a phenomenal route runner. I mean, he's made, he's had a career, and he's basically is maybe the first time, second time he's had a decent quarterback that could possibly be something more than just a guy. 
So it's just exciting to watch him finally make plays on a competitive team. Yes, especially in this division, you know. Um, but they need then they're, they're gonna need to. I think there's gonna be a a shooting, the big shootout between Kyler Murray and Matthew Stafford. I think it's gonna be a high scoring game on this one, and we'll see how it goes. Well, speaking of uh, older quarterbacks, uh, we got Aaron Rodgers versus Drew Brees. What do you think about that? The matchup of the ages, literally. Yeah, um, I think Aaron Rodgers is really hot right now, but he hasn't played very good defenses. Right now they're averaging 40 points a game, which is ridiculous, but I don't think they're going to be able to do, do that against the Saints defense. What makes the Saints defense so good to where Aaron Rodgers can't stop that? They just have a better secondary. They have a better secondary than their previous matches. Minnesota's just fell off the map, and the Bears ain't that great. So I think that that's the, that's the biggest difference in this match for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, how do you feel about Drew Brees, his play on the field? I'm not going to lie. Drew Brees is looking his age, and I saw some of the some of the passes he was doing in that, in that game, and he looks his age, and... They're gonna have to do a lot more, especially with with Michael Thomas being out this game. They don't. They're not gonna have Michael Thomas, so they're gonna have to figure it out. Yeah, everything you said, I pretty much have to follow. With I agree. <laughs> yeah, like Aaron yeah. Rodgers, he he looks like he's having an MVP type season. Obviously, granted, it's only been two games, but it's hard to deny that he's definitely looking like the old Aaron Rodgers. And Drew Brees, like you said, looks old. He, I don't yeah. think he's even throwing downfield, which, I mean, isn't a problem if I you're mean, able to systematically work your way down the field, but I feel like he's having even trouble doing that. So, I mean, I feel like it's going to be a long day for the Saints. I mean, defenses, a lot of these defensive rankings and offensive rankings, in my opinion, right now are very skewed because it's only been two games. But I think they're just going to get ran right over. I mean, these defenses haven't faced Aaron Rodgers, who's looking this hot right now. Yeah, I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to come out guns blazing, but this defense is going to slow him down a little bit. I don't think he's going to be averaging 40 points in this game. I think he might have, you know, upper 20s maybe. But this defense is pretty good, so I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to ball out like he has in the recent games. And But what do you think about Aaron Jones? you think he's going to have a, a good game this week? Yeah, I think he's going to have a phenomenal game because, again, I don't think these Saints defense has played against such another prolific offense. I mean, yeah. like I said, not not just Aaron Rodgers who's playing good. Aaron Jones has been running the ball lights out. I mean, he is also being involved in the passing game. Yeah. So, I mean, he's he's attacking these teams in all facets, and that's not even mentioning Devontae Adams, who's just another lethal weapon. I mean, these Saints, I don't think they have a defensive player who can take all those guys into consideration. I mean, yeah, they do have Cameron Jordan, but again, Aaron Rodgers is just one of those quarterbacks where he'll see that blitz coming or he'll see that pass rush coming. He'll just get rid of the ball quickly. You know, he'll find the open guy. And if worst case scenario, he'll just roll out and throw the ball away. He ain't going to take a hit. He's a savvy veteran who's just played multiple games, who's seen it all. So I'd like to see them try to stop that. Yeah. And um, if, if, the Saints want to keep up in this game. I think they're going to have to rely heavily on Ev- Alvin Kamara because Kamara is going to make the biggest impact for them in this game if they don't have Michael Thomas. 
Yeah, I kind of have the opposite opinion on that. I feel like if Kamara has a great game, I feel like that assures the fact that the Packers are going to win this because that means he's having to do everything he can. I mean, he can't rush the ball if... But he can if, catch it. I mean, no, I'm, I'm saying he can't rush the ball if they're behind. And yes, he can catch the ball, but like, I mean, if that's your number one option, they're going to queue in on that. And I mean, who are their other wide receivers? They also have Emmanuel Sanders. Has he you made know, a difference yet in this offense? I mean, granted, not much it's only because been, he's more of a downfield threat. And if Drew Brees cannot pass to pass thirty yards, you know, it's going to be a big problem for him. Yeah, so it's looking like a questionable signing right there. But I don't know. I don't see how Drew Brees can overcome this matchup. Yeah, I mean, there there might be a chance for them, but this is this is too much of a good team in this Packers offense and defense. It's just going to overwhelm them, and I think they're going to come out on top on this one. To be honest. Yeah. Well, going from speaking older quarterbacks in this league, let's talk about two younger quarterbacks in the league. Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. Really exciting game. Yep. What do you think? This is going to be an exciting game. And I think this is becoming a rivalry between these two quarterbacks. Um, you know, both back-to-back MVPs one season and the other. And one just came out of a, came out of a Super Bowl. So I think Lamar Jackson, you know, he's I think he has a chip on the shoulder for this game and trying to prove himself. Yeah, I mean, you could say it's a little bit of it, it's a it's the start of a young rivalry because rivalries are only rivalries when it's, you know, both sides have won. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I mean, uh, Patrick he has a Mahomes, record. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Matchup, head-to-head matchups, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, my Patrick Mahomes is undefeated. He's undefeated in head-to-head matchups. And if we're just talking about winning the Super Bowl, well, Patrick Mahomes has yep. that. So I agree. It's it's not much of a rivalry when <laughs> one guy is – it's when it's one-sided, you yeah. know. But it's fun to talk about, and it's still yeah. young and early in the process. So it's definitely an intriguing matchup. I like it because I feel like I, I just want to see more out of Lamar. I, I want to I see do. him more out of, as a passer. I know he's electric running the ball, but you know what? You won't have a long career being that way. You know what I mean? I, I want to see him progress as a passer, and, and he is a good passer right now at this point. I want to continue to see that grow day in and day out because to me that's the difference between good and great quarterbacks. You know, you can't just be compliant with where you're at. You need to constantly understand that there's more to your game that could be improved. And I feel like that's one facet that, again, not saying it's bad, but it's one facet I want to continue to see progress. Yeah, and he has improved a lot in this this these first two games in his passing. He has more yards. Um, but I think he's going to have to put more points through the air in this game if he's going to want to compete with Patrick Mahomes. Because like you said, Patrick Mahomes is undefeated against Lamar. So... I think that's that's what makes this game a lot more exciting. It's just the tension between these two teams, and especially Lamar, because I think he wants to prove something. Yeah, I, I think that uh, they just need to get the running game going. Multiple people. I mean, in a in the long term, I'd like to see Lamar, you know, progress as a passer. But in order to win games now, obviously he's going to have to run the ball. So I think the Ravens, in order to win this game, they would have to just probably run with all their their running backs and obviously Lamar to try to control the pacing of this game and, and to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. To me, that's really the only way you stop Patrick Mahomes. You just don't let him throw the ball. And who do you think they're going to rely on in this running game, though? Are you think they're going to rely on Ingram? 
Ingram, J.K. Dobkins. I think they need to get the rookie more involved, obviously. Every time he gets touches, it's it's explosive. And the proof is in the pudding. I think he only had three carries last last game, and I think he had 60 yards. So, I mean, more touches for him. And, and I think Lamar, obviously, I mean, you run with Lamar, and we already know how explosive he is. It's like playing Madden, watching him play. So those guys, and, and like I said my, already, just keep Patrick off the field. Yeah, and I think it's going to re- rely more on the passing game, though, to me. I think they're just going to have to air it out, and I think Lamar Jackson is going to have to put it in the air a little bit more instead of running it because especially if they fall behind, they're not going to be able to rely on that running game other than Lamar Jackson, you know, getting first downs and and that. But I think they're going to have to rely more on the passing game, and I think they're going to rely on Marquise Brown a little bit more in this one. You know, they're going to have to throw to him a little bit more and trying to put some points on the board. But let's get into this next matchup. My favorite matchup of the week, Bucks at the Broncos. Tom Brady visiting his arch nemesis, the Broncos. What do you think? Is this a matchup? Like, is that like a rivalry thing? What do you mean uh, Tom Brady faces his arch? What, what does that mean? It's because he this is his only losing record is against the Broncos. So, yeah, it's his arch nemesis. He can never really beat them. His only or just like I mean, only this only. is the only team he has a losing record against. So I think this is going to be a pretty difficult match for him, even if we don't we don't have a lot of these players playing. What do you think? I don't. I, I think he gets uh, I gets I don't know what his record is, but I guess he gets one more in the win column. Uh, okay. I, don't, I don't see how they're going to. I feel like Tom Brady's finally starting to establish something. I feel like he's still showing his age. He's a little slow on his timing and his releases. He's missing guys that he would normally hit. But but they're getting the ball going a little go- now. So um, And your team is just hurt. Bad. Up yeah. and down. I don't know who your quarterback is. So what? Jeff Driscoll. D- dribble? Drizzle? Drizzle? Yeah, something what? like that. Yeah. I, I he, barely get his name right, too. E- irrelevant. So, um, man, and then, and then your weapons. Your weapons are... Yep. Your, you know, your your guy Sudden. I like him. He's good. SMU product. Yeah, that's hurt. that's that's nice. Hurt, hurt. So that's not that's out not for good. the season. Out for the seasons. That's sad to hear. Jerry Judy. I mean, he's getting punished out there. I don't, I don't know what what he's lingering with right now. I mean, he has a rib injury. I mean, what? He's just getting bullied out there on the field, or just too too many hits, bro. Too many hits. But guess what? This team without Drew Locke. Without all these weapons, we're still able to keep up with the Pittsburgh Steelers and that ferocious defense. So going up against this defense, I don't think it's going to be as hard. And I think they'll be able to compete more in this one. You you can't forget the Broncos were only a drive away from winning this game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. So Jeff Driscoll did enough for him to rally them back and put him in a winning position. So I believe the Broncos actually have a chance in against this game, in this game against this Tom Brady led offense, which he doesn't even have a rhythm with this these players. He doesn't have a rhythm with Mike Evans, Gronkowski. He doesn't have a rhythm with any of these players right now. And I think that's gonna be a big effect on him. 
Yeah, but uh, a lot of these earlier games for some of these teams are they're taking them kind of like a preseason. They're they're kind of just you know the Panthers. The it's, Panthers. It's just he he should have won that game by a wider margin than last week. I mean, the win's a win, you know. Yeah, once, it is. Uh, once they're in the playoffs and or not, you know, they're not going to be like, oh man, well we we won this one only by two. You know, it's just going to be like, all right, we won enough to make it into the playoffs or, oh, we didn't win enough to make it into the playoffs. Yeah, but I just think Tom Brady is looking his age, too, just like Drew Brees. And I believe he's going to have trouble with this defense because this is no Panthers defense. Even without Von Miller, even without A.J. Bowie, you know, they're still holding teams off. Yeah, but I believe I heard they signed a petition to free Leonard Fournette and let him play, you know, get more playing time <laughs> over Ronald Jones. I, so, I know uh, you hope that. No, no, I don't think I hope that. I think everybody hopes that. I yeah. mean, what, he had 13 carries for over 100 yards and two touchdowns. Yep. I mean, that's just great play right there. So uh, I think everyone wants to see great play. That's just not me. Yeah, no, and I agree. I mean, I think, I think Fournette should be the starter by a long shot. These other running backs are not Leonard Fournette, and Leonard Fournette is actually a proven commodity. He's a proven player, and I think he should be have the starting job. But I don't think they're gonna succeed because of him. If they want to succeed against this Broncos defense, they're gonna have to go to Tom Brady. Yeah, he'll do enough to win. I'm just not sold on the Broncos and the the many inefficiencies they have throughout their team. Believe me, I'm not sold on the Broncos in the slightest. But I just I still think they're gonna compete in this game, even without Drew Locke, because that's just the t- the type of way this Broncos defense plays. They stay in the games no matter what. To the the last four losses, they lost by a field goal or a touchdown in the last thirty seconds. So in last game, I mean, it was just a horrible play. The last drive that led to a sack and the loss, but. They were they were way closer than most people thought in that game, especially without Drew Locke. So I think there's there's a competitive edge in this, and I think there there's gonna be a lot of uh, ups and downs. But I think the Broncos might have a chance in this one. So what's your coach gonna do to scheme this victory? What do they have to scheme? The, Tom Brady cannot pass over thirty yards either. Like they're just gonna have to make sure he doesn't get the ball in his best receiver's hands. And I think they're able to, you know, overpower this team. And don't get me wrong, Tom Brady's still good, but he's not who he was. Well, he's good enough to beat the Broncos. Ha ha. What, what, what was that? Anyways. Anyways, on to the real matchup of this week. Oh, my God. We all know it. Cowboys, Seahawks. What about it? I just want to hear what you think. What I think? You want to hear what I think? Okay. Let's let's see. Russell Wilson, better quarterback. The defense for the Seahawks, a little worse, but I think they can overcome this team. And Dax Prescott is a top 10 quarterback. So how do you feel about that? Well, I think it's a little disrespectful that you think he's only a top <laughs> 10 quarterback. He's in easily a top five quarterback. In your eyes. 
No, I mean, just like that's just what it is. I don't know, man. I don't know. I hear a lot of Cowboys fans saying he's not even the one. I mean, that's okay. They're just ill-informed. That's why I'm here to inform them, to to tell them what the truth is, to spit the facts out. Okay. And the facts are... Why do you think he's a top five quarterback? Because I think for what he is, I think he is a top five quarterback because every single year the man has played, he's either won or he's gotten better as a player himself. Okay, but he did not make it to the playoffs last year with, but that, with the stats that he had. And you talk about Deshaun Watson not being able to do what he has to do to make this to make his team compete, but yet like Dak Prescott could not get to the playoffs with the type of stats that he had last year. And he could not win his division with this type of division that really has no competition. Yeah, a lot of that's not on Dak Prescott, though. Dak Prescott didn't decide to keep uh, Meyer around and uh, lose us three games on missed kicks. Like, that wasn't Dak Prescott voting for, hey, we need to keep Brett Meyer around. Uh, that's uh, Jason Garrett. And when it was finally, I don't know, week nine, ten maybe, uh, they decided to finally bring in Forbath, a real kicker who's been in this league, and uh, he goes 10 for 10 finishing out, finishing out the season. Uh those losses are on Garrett. I'm sorry. Like, Dak Prescott drove his feet. Only on Garrett? The yeah. The Jets' he, loss was on Garrett? That wasn't one of the games that he lost by a field goal that I'm recalling. But that's, that's because what of I'm Dak. talking about. But that's because of Dak. He I mean, I'm aware. All, all, win that game. All players have bad games. All players lose, lose to two teams. But he had, I'm speaking But of, he also had a losing record against all these winning teams. Yeah, you know, it's really hard to win against good competitive players. But you according know, to you, he's a top five quarterback. He is. So he should have won those games. Yeah. Most of those quarterbacks, I don't think, were even top five quarterbacks. Well, who are you referring to? How, how are you going to say he loses to the top five quarterbacks, but then he doesn't lose to the top five? Like, what, like are, are we, so, we But why do you think he's a top five quarterback? I, that's what I want to know. Because, like, again, like, if you just want to go off of something you can see, look at his stats. Year for year for year, you see progression as a quarterback in yards, touchdowns, interceptions, completions, sacks, even that he's taking or giving up. Because a lot of times people say, well, you got a good or bad offensive line. But a lot of sacks also contribute to quarterbacks and whether or not they're able to diagnose the play that's before them, whether or not they're able to get rid of the ball quickly because they see the blitz and where it's coming from. Yeah. So those are all things that I've seen Dak progress in year in, year out. I mean, when he finally told, when everyone said, step up, you got all these weapons, what did he do? He threw for 4,900 yards and 31 touchdowns. So, like, that's progression from year one to now. I mean, another great example of Dak Prescott being a great quarterback who's grown is when he played the Falcons his second year. And he didn't have a good offensive line. What happened? One guy had six sacks or four sacks lost Romo? against him. No, 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 no. Romo oh, was second already, year. Yeah, it was the second year. It was second year, and Tyron Smith went down left tackle. We had to put in Chaz Green, and Claiborne had like his career game against Dallas. Had like four sacks, I believe, and you could tell Dak Prescott was shook. Couldn't overcome the pass rush. Well, what happened last week against ironically the same team? He had two tackles who were undrafted guys who probably shouldn't even be playing in the NFL starting, and we had four fumbles, and Dak Prescott was able to, one, 
be a leader and keep all of his teammates believing. That's another half of the battle that people don't talk about, his leadership. Because a lot of times it'd be easy to just, eh, whatever. Let's just call it a day and collect our paycheck. But he kept his team believing and then overcame the bad pad rush, the bad, uh, sorry, pass blocking and the fumbles and rallied the team to a victory. That's and why I think Dak Prescott's I, I a phenomenal with, quarterback. I agree with what he did last week. He well, did he did rally his team. He did come back and get that W. But as far as being consistent throughout the season, that's something we're going to have to see. Because sometimes he's off against good teams. Sometimes he's good against good teams. And then sometimes he's bad against bad teams. So it's it's just not consistent. And it, it's extremely whenever, whenever consistent. Whenever you go from winning playoffs to not even winning your division, that's the problem. You can't go, go to the playoffs and then not win your division and not go to the playoffs. That's the trouble I have with Dak Prescott. He has to be consistent. He's the definition of consistency. Really? You know he has a record for the most game-winning drives in the first three seasons of a quarterback's career. Okay, that's all fine and dandy, but did he make the playoffs last year? Again, I just said that wasn't his fault. He didn't keep... Come on, man. He didn't keep Brett Meyer on the team so he could miss three times where Dak Prescott put the kicker in position to win the game. Yeah, you can always be like, Dak should have done more into where they're not in that position. But newsflash, football games happen, you get put into positions, and then it's your job as the quarterback to get your team out of it and succeed. And Dak Prescott, in those three games, gave his team an opportunity to win those games. It's not his fault that the coaching staff decided to keep Brent Maher around. I can't even say the man's name. He's that irrelevant. And then finally, when they decide to hire just a competent kicker, not even a great one, just a competent one, a guy who's already been in the league for like 15 years, and he goes 10 for 10. Dak Prescott doesn't control that. If that narrative was different and they decided to make that change earlier in the season, well, then now you're looking instead of 8-8, eight and eight, well, now Dak gets three more wins, and now he's 11-5, and five and he's making it to the playoffs. And guess what? If he would have won that game against the Jets, yeah, I would have had the division. So, yeah, it's still Dak's fault. Because if he would have won that one game, he would have had the division. And y'all wouldn't have to put that game against the Eagles. And especially against the Eagles. I don't even know why y'all lost that game. You must be talking about the Giants because they played the Jets at like week four, week five. Like it was early in the season. No, I'm talking about the last game. That the one that decided the season for y'all was the Eagles. And that's, that was the problem. Like y'all couldn't win that game either. Come on, man. He should have won that game too. Especially with... Carson Wentz not having any weapons. Alshon Jeffrey was hurt. His whole offense was pretty much hurt. Y'all had a whole offense. Y'all had your whole team. But y'all still couldn't get the W. And that's my problem. Not enough consistency. He's the definition of consistency. I don't know how many times I have to we're, tell We're going to have to see. But he, against he has the, Seahawks, the most wins by a quarterback. But against the since Seahawks he's team, been in the league, okay. But he had a losing record against winning teams last season, and I don't care if again, got, I don't, I don't all, care all if great play. quarterback. Like look at their stats. All great quarterbacks for the most part have losing records against other good teams. I think for the most part, the anomaly is is like thirty percent. You win thirty percent of your games against good teams. And look at all the greats. I don't even all think of he had thirty percent last season against winning teams. So. I'm talking yeah, about for his career. Your I'm, ta- I'm talking about for his career. But either way, like against the Seahawks team, 
I don't think how they're gonna. I don't. I don't see how they're gonna win this game. I don't. Well, I guess you're not. You must be not watching these games because the Seattle Seahawks have allowed like over 800 yards of total offense in the first two games. Like, and Dak Prescott just put up 400 yards of offense. Like, basically solo. Okay, and how many points did they put up on the on the Cowboys last week? A lot. Exactly. And how many points did they put up on the Patriots defense, which is ranked one of the top defenses, if not the top defenses, last year? Well, this is this year, not last year. So okay, they got different it's, players. It was still, so that, it's still a good defense. And I think... Not when I you're allowing good, that many yards. And I, don't, and I don't think the Patriots are better. I think the Patriots are a better defense than the Cowboys defense. So I think they're going to have a better game this game than they did against the Patriots. Um, I strongly disagree. The Cowboys defense, I know it looks bad at hindsight, but really the only thing that's bad is the pass rush allowing only, I mean, only having two sacks in two games is bad, Yep. but, uh, the run defense, we haven't allowed a hundred yard rusher. Granted, it's only been two games, but still, that's a that's a note. And I think last week, I believe we played Julio and held him to two catches for twenty five yards. I hurt Julio, but yeah, it doesn't change the fact if you hurt, don't be out Calvin there. Calvin really if, had two touchdowns. Did, did he, I stop him? Wasn't enough though. Wasn't enough. He didn't even eclipse a hundred yeah, yards. Was, he got his fine. two. He got his it's two fine. early touchdowns because of again, in my opinion, bad coaching. Why are you going for it? Why are you going for these punts and allowing them to have short fields? And that's when he yeah. scored those two touchdowns so how do you on feel, short fields. So how do you feel about the coaching, though? Do you think this type of coaching regime is going to change y'all's overall factor throughout the season? I mean, it's definitely different than what we saw last year, but I don't know if I'm seeing anything. Uh, the only thing I'm seeing is more aggression as far as play calling, but yeah. as far as like the team, I don't think I've seen a single team this Cowboys have played this year where they looked ready. They yeah. always look like they're stumbling along. I mean, you also gotta you also gotta talk about the COVID nineteen for that because you know they had no preseason. And oh yeah, that, I mean that's definitely a strong contributor. I definitely would agree because if you look around the league, a lot of these teams that are starting everybody. fast. Well, no, and I don't even see that. I, I see a lot of teams that are starting fast, and the teams that are starting fast are the teams that have had their coaching regimes for a good two, three years, and they've been around the same players for the same amount of time. You know, mm-hmm. same offense. They already know have a relationship with their teammates. I mean, those are the teams that are starting off fast. You got teams with new coaching staffs. You know, meeting new players, having to learn a new scheme. Well, yeah, those are huge contributors considering yeah. all they were doing was Zoom calling all, all offseason. So, but do you think McCaffrey or McCarthy is going to do good enough to put you over the top in this division? Um, yeah, I feel like he's going to clean it up. I think he's watched these first two games and I see, I think he's going to start being more, uh, he's going to take more calculated risk, I think, because right now he's just been playing way too aggressive. Way too aggressive. Okay. Way too aggressive, in my personal opinion. I mean, maybe some people like it. I mean, there are certain calls that are are good, they, that are different, but, I mean, surrendering, you know, two possessions inside your own 20 or, or right there close to it, I mean, that's that, that's just not tolerable. That, sh- that shouldn't be acceptable. Yeah. I mean, even though the Cowboys were able to overcome it, I mean, it doesn't change the fact that you're putting yourself in a hole and you're putting your defense in a huge hole if you're not able to convert that. So, yeah. I think, again, like I said, I think this team is surprisingly well. I mean, Todd Gurley, everyone's like, well, where is he? He plays for Atlanta. Well, he had 21 carries and didn't even break 100. Yeah. So, I mean, that defense is doing something. They're just not able to get to the quarterback at the moment, but they will. Oh, I don't they will. Think, I don't think I think their biggest problem is not being able to stop the pass, especially with um, your cornerbacks being hurt. And not, just not having a very good secondary. I'm not worried about it. Again, like I said, the only, Calvin Early, Calvin really, he got going early. But after 
that and it became a ball game, he wasn't scoring no touchdowns. He wasn't beating nobody deep. So was that his fault or Matt Ryan? It was a combination. It was a scheme right there. I mean, you got to break... You got to beat your man and get open, and Matt Ryan's got to see that and deliver. And Matt Ryan had a good game, so I mean, in my opinion, it was more like, all right, they just they figured out who the real threat was because maybe, like you said, Julio was hurt, so he wasn't playing to his to you know his full potential, his full potential, or whatever yeah. you want to call it. So they were like, all right, let's just home in on Calvin Ridley, and that's what they did. They did enough and shut him down in the second half. Yeah, but anyways, enough about this. Let's get into week. Three predictions. What do you think about this first one? 49ers at the Giants. Well, I think the 49ers are like walking around like zombies. They're all beat up. Someone needs to just get them a body bag because they constantly have guys falling on the ground. Like the Broncos? Look, two body bags. (laughs) Just get them. Get them out of here. Um, Yeah, basically, they're just too beat up. And I think... uh, Ironically, I think since Barkley is also out for the Giants, I think they'll actually throw more. Hey, Jason Garrett, welcome to the modern NFL. Throw the ball. And I think they get their first win, even though I hate to say, 17-20 Giants. Yeah, I think think the opposite. I think this 49ers defense is going to give Mullins enough for him to score and win this game. I have the 49ers winning 21-14. On top of the Giants. But you know what? I don't know uh, how the Giants are going to overcome that Barkley injury, to be honest. And I think the Giants are going to rely heavily on McKinnon to win this game. Well, what do you think about the Texans and Steelers? Uh, I don't think this is going to be a very good game for the Texans. I just don't think... Deshaun Watson with that offensive line that he doesn't have is going to be able to overcome this defense defense from the Steelers. And I have the Steelers winning this game 24-17. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Watson, but I'm I'm not a fan (laughs) of good play. And, And it's not that I don't like the guy. I just don't think he's good at the moment. And I'd like to see him get better because I feel like he does have all the skill sets. I see that he's always able to rally his team and keep them believing I just haven't seen from year to year him make slow progressions. I'm not saying, oh, okay, be an MVP next year. I'm just saying the little things, you know. Something as simple as recognizing the play is over and throwing it away. Or just, you know, getting it to the quick outlet that's probably the running back. I just want simple progressions, and I haven't seen much of it. Again, it's only been two games. But but I feel like, again, bad offensive line or not, I feel like at this point, especially since he's entering now his second contract, it's not like this is the second season. It's the second contract now in the NFL, which is also the second most in NFL history. I, I just want to see a little bit more. Yeah, I just, I just think it's more of the coaching's fault. Just like you think it was the coaching's fault for Dak Prescott's demise last, last year. I just think it's more of a coaching spot. How how do you let go of DeAndre Hopkins and bring in David Johnson? Uh, that that's fair to say, but again, those are two different coaching errors done at different times. Yeah, but that's that's a coaching error that would last you all year instead of one game. 
And that's the difference with that. No, I mean, both last all year, but one affects you the following year versus one's affecting you this year in the now. Like, getting a new kicker because you have a bad one can be fixed right so then and there. are you saying a kicker's more important than a top wide receiver in the NFL? No, but I'm saying that a team should be more acclimated to uh, respond to not having your top wide receiver who's trained, who was traded during the offseason when you have time to, you know, prepare for such, you know, They didn't department. have time this offseason, though, and that's another well, problem. Well, no, but I mean, yeah, not necessarily time, but it's not like they're like, oh, wait, it's week one and now I don't have him. No, they were more than aware that they're going into a season Without him, but they could not prepare to. And the it fullest. still didn't. And it still didn't stop the Texans from giving him a lucrative contract. So, in my yeah, opinion, that shows that show. Yes, that shows that this franchise and this head front office believes in this man. Yes. And again, I'm not knocking them for believing it. I just want to personally see him progress. And I don't think he's done enough. And I think he's going to lose this game. It's going to be a close and exciting game. But I think he'll lose to the old fart, the 37-year-old <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger, a 23 to 24 game Steelers. Okay, so you have it closer than I do. So that's that's kind of surprising. But let's move on to the next game: Bengals at the Eagles. How do you feel about this one? I love to say it. I think the Bengals are gonna win this game i think they're gonna easily beat the eagles 27 17 i think joe burrow i'm not saying he's the next guy already but he looks like he already belongs he's i've already seen him make a lot of nfl throws yeah and um carson Wentz, he looks a little skittish and looks like he can't handle that philadelphia pressure that fan base man they'll love you a lot but they can hate you just as easily i just think you say that because you're a cowboys fan but anyways I think the Eagles is going to win this game, and I think they're going to win it 24-21. And I just think I think it's going to come down to the last drive, and I think Carson Wentz is going to come out with the win on this one and, you know, just finish that drive at the end. Yeah, I don't think it's just because I'm a Cowboys fan. I gave the Giants <laughs> the win against the 49ers. I just don't think the Eagles are good enough right now. Their offensive line's beat up. Carson Wentz looks like a deer in the headlights, and... Their defense isn't necessarily too special. Yeah, I, I think the I think Miles Sanders is gonna come up big in this game. I think he's gonna have at least 120 yards and a touchdown in this one, going against this Bengals defense that's you know it's not that great right now. But I think Burrow is a really, really good quarterback. I think he's gonna be really good in the future. But I I just don't think they're gonna be able to pull it off in this game. Quarterbacks you mentioned. What do you think about Derek Carr, Raiders, Patriots? Do you think Derek Carr is a good quarterback? Derek Carr was looking good last week. But I think the Patriots are going to take this game 27-24 over the Raiders because of Cap Newton's play. Cap Newton is looking really good this year. He's looking like his old self, and I'm really liking that. And I think he's going to have at least three touchdowns in this game with over 250 passing yards and 50 yards rushing and a touchdown. Oh, wow. So you think this is going to be one of those old-school cam games? Yes. I think this is going to just solidify him going to the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, that would be nice to see, but I don't think they get the win, even if he has a performance like that. I'm actually going the opposite. I think the Raiders and what they got going over there, I mean, it's not something special, but, I mean, they got the ball rolling. 
and and I'm liking it. I think they yeah. were averaging over 30 points a game. I mean, again, only two games played, but yeah, I mean, that's not something to criticize. It's not their fault. They're only two games into the year, and uh, they're putting in work. I mean, it looks like Derek Carr really likes his tight end, Darren Waller. I mean, he just he just keeps feeding. Yeah, that he's guy. a monster. Keeps feeding it, and I'm and he getting he keeps eating so. So I think this will be a fun matchup, but I think the Raiders win this one 28-21. Okay, so you have a little bit more of a spread. But let's get into the next matchup. Titans at the Vikings. I don't. I think this is going to be a close matchup. And I have the Titans winning 20-17. to Just because I think Tannehill is going to struggle in this game. I just have a feeling, and I think they're going to have to rely heavily on Henry. And I think Henry's going to go over 100 yards in this game to win this game over the Vikings. Yeah, I don't think so. I think Tannehill's going to do exactly what he Tannehill does. He's going to just bus drive this team to a victory. You know, the Titans are going to play good, disciplined football, great defense, and they're going to run hard with Derrick Henry. And I don't see how the Vikings are going to really stop that. I mean, they basically have the same... Uh, scheme i mean they want to do the exact same thing they want to control the ball with dalvin cook they want to play good defense and they want to try to leave it into the hands of their expensive guaranteed contract quarterback kurt cousins and uh yeah they want to keep it close and allow him to try to win that game for them at the very end but i don't think they're going to do that i think um i think the Titans win this game 23 20 i think Tannehill does enough okay now let's move on to our next game the washington football team against the Browns. I have this game going 14-24 for the Browns. I think they're going to win this game pretty handsomely. I think they're going to rely heavily on the run game in this one, and I think they're going to be able to succeed. Yeah, there's not much for me to add. I mean, I agree. I don't think they're a, I don't think the football team, I don't think they're very good. <laughs> You know, I mean, not even yeah. good enough to have a, a logo. So I don't think they're going to win this at all. I mean, they have only, the only thing they have really good going for them is a good pass rush. They got a good front seven. But again, when you play good against good quarterbacks, I mean, you can neutralize a pass a rush quarterback. Real quick. You're saying Baker Mayfield's a good quarterback? I'm not even saying, like, I'm not, yeah, I mean, he's, he's not bad. I mean, he's, I would say he's a probably top half of the, you know, when I would it comes say he's on two. That what? I I would say he's 0-2. Okay, cool. Yeah, I don't think he's that good of a quarterback. Um, and this front seven might give him a challenge, And I, but I do still think they will win this game, but because of the running game, not because of Baker Mayfield. I mean, I think Baker Mayfield will definitely do enough again. He did enough against Cincinnati last week and won that game, so I'm not really sure what you're talking about 0-2 for Baker, but... As far as just like winning, you're right. I got that wrong. <laughs> He's one and one. I forgot the Bengals played him last week. Oh, that's a good job. A man who's <laughs> able to admit his mistakes. Yeah. So no, again, with, with that being said, I don't think that you know this pass rush will get there. Baker Mayfield's one of those mobile quarterbacks who likes to roll out, and he also has a quick release. This is definitely a type of matchup that favors in his side. So uh, I think they're just going to continue to roll along with the previous one they got over the number one pick, Joe Burrow, when they're going to win 17-30 Browns. Now, yeah, I think it's going to be a, at least an okay game on this one, but, yeah, the Browns will take it for sure. Now, let's get into the next game, Rams at the Bills. 
I'm really liking this Bills team. And I like what Josh Allen is doing with this team. I like the pickup of Stephon Diggs to this team. And this defense is pretty stout. What do you think? Well, yeah, again, another exciting matchup. We touched about it a little bit earlier. Two undefeated teams duking it out. Two relatively young faces of the NFL duking it out. I mean, it'll be definitely an exciting matchup. What concerns me about Josh Allen a little bit, though, is his physicality. I like it. It's always exciting. This is what I call exciting football. Yeah. But that's not like I wouldn't necessarily say it's championship football because it's hard to rely on that for 16 games and then on top of that going through a playoffs and hoping you are able to sustain that physical play without getting an injury. Yeah. And those those always scare me when it comes to quarterbacks like that. I mean, heck, it scares me a little bit when I see Dak Prescott run like that. But um, that is a good matchup, and I want to see if the Rams are going to be able to neutralize that Bills defense, which has played relatively well in two games, and I want to see if they're able to continue rolling along with their pass, their, their quick West Coast offense. Yeah, I think I think this game is going to be really competitive, but I think the Bills is going to come out to, with, the, with, the, with the win at 24-21. And I think Stumfalton Diggs is going to have another big game with over 100 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah, I, I pretty much favor the exact same thing. I think it's going to be 20-27 Bills, and exactly like you said, Stephon Diggs is going to have another monster game. All right, well, after that, we got the Bears-Falcons, two struggling teams. What do you think? Yeah, I don't think the Bears are struggling, really. They Trubisky has been playing well. He's been playing good. But the Falcons, they've just been playing good teams. But I think the Falcons are going to come out on top of this one, 30 to 27. And I think they're going to rely heavily on Calvin Ridley because I think he's a touchdown machine. Yeah, I agree. There's not much for me to say about this matchup. I'm not impressed with Trubisky at all. Never was when he was coming out. And Matt Ryan, like you said, has just been playing some really good teams and it's unfortunate because i think they're averaging like over 30 points or yeah. something crazy might even be like 35 they have a points really a game. high tempo offense yeah like it's something ridiculous like that and they have no loss or they have two losses even yeah. though averaging 30 plus a game so i think matt ryan finally gets that win and shows that he's still got ice running through his veins and he's going to rally his team yeah i i completely agree with that let's move on to the next game panthers at chargers I'm kind of intrigued with this game because your boy is starting this week, Herbert. And I think he's going to come out with the win on this one, 21-17. I don't think he's going to have a high-scoring game, but I think he's going to do enough to win this game. You clearly have me mistaken with somebody else. I don't think I've ever... Uh... You wanted you wanted him to play. No. And just... he's out there. What do you think he's going to do against this Panthers defense? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what he does, but by no means have I ever been, um, you know. You love him. I wasn't trying to get this man on the field any sooner than oh, what he needed to. You wanted him on the field. You, you talked about this last matchup. Why not put him out there? And he's out there. I mean, that's just something I would do if I was running a franchise. I would just want to see what he's about. I so want you to would know puncture Tyrod Taylor's lung. To get this man on the field? No, that just sounds like a horrendous story <laughs> that an unfortunate event. And that's actually what happened. So this is 
a great reason for Herbert to be on the field, but terrible tragedy for Tyrod Taylor because you don't want that happening to your starting quarterback in any means. And it's wrong by this Chargers organization for that to even happen. But Herbert's on the field. He's going to play. And I think he's going to do good in this match. Yeah, I think he's going to do good. But that's mainly because Teddy Bridgewater's competing against him. And I know Teddy's got a lot of yards, but they're 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 hollow yards. He, yeah. he, he doesn't ever throw touchdowns. So, yeah, I think uh, the Chargers win this game 21-27 Chargers. Okay, all right. Let's go to the next game. And I think the least competitive game of this whole prediction series, Jets at the Colts. I have the Colts winning 24-14. I just don't think the Jets are going to have any chance in this game. And I believe T.Y. Hilton is finally going to go off on this game for 90 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, but I feel for different reasons. I actually think it's going to be the rookie, Jonathan Taylor. I think he's going to go off and have another big game, or at least I would like him to have a big game. I mean, I feel like it's fun to watch running backs play physical and or just be involved in general. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing fun than just watching a running back just run somebody over. So those are always fun plays. Yeah, I understand where you're coming from. And I I do think they're going to run the ball a little bit more. But I just think they're going to rely more on Phillip Rivers. And I think Phillip Rivers is going to do his thing against this very vulnerable Jets defense. Yeah, I would agree. I think uh, the Colts win this game 19-24 to Colts. Let's move on to the next game. Lions at the Cardinals. This game is going to be a very close game in my opinion. And I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. And it might be surprising to you, but I think the Lions are going to come out on top 27-24 over Kyler Murray. Yeah, I, I, I don't see how that's going. Murray, he's definitely shown, again, something I like to always see and how I always grade quarterbacks. You can just see from year one to year two, yeah. he's already made a step. Oh yeah, you know he's able to diagnose. You can know the first thing I've noticed, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people have noticed, is the game looks like it's slowed down for the young man. Because last year you could tell it looked like he was playing 100 miles an hour and he gained an inch, and now you can see him setting guys up, slowing his pace, and then just exploding for big plays, not getting touched and scoring touchdowns. Yeah, and his relationship with DeAndre Hopkins, and then DeAndre's ability to just make plays and catch the ball from anywhere. I mean, man, this is, in my opinion, I don't see how they're going to be able to stop that. I mean, I don't think the Lions have enough defensive power and or enough offensive power to keep up. So I see that this is going to actually be an easy win for the Cardinals, even though the box score at the end of the day might not say it is. I think the Cardinals win 30-23 to 23 with the Lions getting garbage t- stats at the end. Yeah, the only, the only reason I say the Lions will win this game is if they have Galladay in this game and I think Galladay is going to make a big difference if he comes out to these games and plays and I think he will have two touchdowns and 130 yards against this Cardinals D that's the that's really the only reason I have the Lions winning in this game well let's not talk about wide receivers that 
may or may not be on the field. And let's talk about three wide receivers that will be huh. on the field. Amani Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, Dallas Cowboys, Seahawks. How'd that prediction come out last week, though? Three over 300. I don't think it came out that well. I think only one receiver had over 100 yards. Well, check your stats again. It was actually two. Gallup was only off by 50 yards. But if you want to count in Dalton Schultz, he had almost 80. That's a tight end. But we're talking about receivers, wide receivers, not tight ends. Right. But again, my prediction may have been off. But if anything, my prediction undersold how explosive this offense was. I said only three players were going to get over 100. And that's going against the Falcons. Hey, man, you can't criticize who's on your schedule. You just play them, and either you beat yep. your ass or you don't. Yep. You know, I mean, Dak Prescott did exactly what you're supposed to do to a bad defense. He did. He broke an NFL record and threw for over 400 yards and had three rushing touchdowns. He did exactly what a good quarterback does to bad defenses. End of discussion. And okay, the but this Seahawks is not the same def- defense. Yeah, you're right. It's worse. The Seahawks defense has allowed I think over 800 yards of total offense on them, most okay. in the NFL. They've allowed the most third down conversions than any other team. This defense is terrible. And Jamal Adams, who wanted to get traded to the Cowboys, and for all you Cowboy fans who wanted Jamal Adams here, he's not helping that team at all. What good does a tackling safety do if he's not making plays, if he's not getting interceptions? So, in my opinion, I think Dak Prescott's going to explode again. And I think Ezekiel Elliott is going to murder somebody at the goal line again. Call the Falcons. See if they found that man. Okay. But you're talking a lot about the Cowboys. I don't hear you talking about the Seahawks enough, though. Because Russell Wilson is the second-best quarterback in the league. I agree. And and I think he's going to put up points on this week, Cowboys secondary. And I think Carson is going to put points on the board also. Well, the Cowboys' defense have not allowed a 100-yard rusher yet. This is going to be the first one. Guaranteed. We'll see. But until then, they haven't. Put it on my name. They haven't allowed it yet. And then on top of that, this wide receiving core, we've already faced better ones. I don't think and so. And we've held Julio Jones to two. Times. I hurt Julio Jones. Let's Does, emphasize that. Doesn't please. change the fact that he was Julio on the field. Jones. Doesn't change the fact. Players it play hurt all the, the time. A lot. Players play all the time. As Cowboy fans, Amari Cooper's constantly on the injury report list. And, what and he, he doesn't do? do nothing. He oh, just had 100 yards last week. Check hurt your stats. Hurt Check what? your stats. He wasn't hurt. He was he was on the field and he was doing good. He wasn't limping like Julio Jones was limping throughout the game. So please, do not compare the hurt the two hurt players because you Julio didn't Jones even know was Amari, you didn't limping. you didn't even know Amari Cooper was hurt. Okay, anyways, I don't think that they'll be able to do it because I think this pass rush from the Cowboys will finally get clicking. And I do agree that Russell Wilson is a phenomenal quarterback. Second best quarterback. Yeah, I would agree. He is yeah. the second best quarterback. But the thing is, will Pete Carroll allow him to be? Pete Carroll always falls and has this tendency to, to he run has the, the last ball. Two games. He hasn't been letting them sling the ball everywhere the last two games. And I, that's why I think the Seahawks will come out on top of over the... Cowboys, 27-21. No, I think this Cowboy team 
the entire team, they have a huge confidence boost, and they're finally starting to believe in this system. This coaching staff is finally showing a little really? bit. Really? That's how you feel bit. after last game? I just said a little bit. Calm down. Okay. I ain't, okay. I ain't switching my tune. Sure. I ain't switching I'm, my tune saying that they're the sure greatest of all because things. Because you were just... Just well, about, I mean, if you'd listen, okay. you'd hear me say a little bit. They decide there's they something as simple as the defensive okay. coordinator decided to let our defensive ends play with their hands on the ground. Yeah. We'll see if that makes a difference or not. But again, it's something simple. Something simple that this old coaching staff didn't even do until the off season where they would be like, All right, now we're gonna decide to try this. This coaching staff is showing something simple as trying different things when it comes from week to week regardless if they're good or bad is a different story but they're doing that and i think the cowboys have this confidence and i think they're going to win 30 to 20 interesting this is going to be a very fascinating game to talk about next week now let's get into the next game bucks at broncos i have the broncos winning 24 21 in my upset of the week i just think this defense is going to do enough to keep Brady at bay. And I think Brady's going to be a little off this game against this Broncos team. Uh, I'm sorry I don't share that same feeling. I think that the Buccaneers, kind of like the Cowboys, feel like they, they got a little confidence boost. And I think they're gonna they're finally starting to get the ball rolling. I don't think that, again, that doesn't mean that Tom Brady is now going to have an MVP-type season. Yeah. Don't get this... You know, mistaken. I'm just saying, th- he's going to be functional, and he's going to be able to continue rolling on. A, a, you know, with these wins, and I think they win, 27-13 bucks. Yeah, we're gonna have to see about this game. I just think it's gonna be a very competitive game. Next game, Packers at the Saints. This is gonna be a good game, and I think um, Aaron Rodgers is gonna have a good game in this one. But I think it's going to be more competitive than people think. But I still have the Packers winning 24-20 in this one. It's another one of those things where, again, I think Aaron Rodgers, he's one of those quarterbacks where once he finds his groove, he doesn't just win two games and then loses. The man usually goes on streaks. And I think we're about to witness one of his eight, nine-game winning streaks. And he's right there in the middle of it right now. And I think they're going to continue going along. His arm strength still looks top tier. He's still making those top tier throws. And, uh, yeah, I think they're going to actually dominate this game 30-17, to 17, Packers. Yeah. I, I mean, I still think they're going to win. And there's going to be a very, very good match to watch, especially Sunday Night Football. But let's move on to the game of the week, in my opinion, besides the Broncos. Let's go to Chiefs at the Ravens. What do you think about this one? Well, I think this is another another opportunity for Lamar to try to to show that he's possibly on the same level as Patrick Mahomes. I still think he's a tier below Patrick Mahomes, but there's no doubt that uh, Lamar's probably the third best quarterback in this league. Might still be a little early to say, considering that he's basically only played like what a year and a half, maybe two. I don't even remember. Did he play his full season? He played, but, uh, he played half of the year in the first season. That's what I thought. So, yeah, he's only a year and a half into his career. And if I remember correctly, I mean, after one year, RG3 looked like he was a Hall of Famer. So I think it's just let's just settle it down a little bit and just continue to watch this young man grow. Again, like I said earlier, I want to see him pass a little more. But there ain't no doubt in Patrick Mahomes. That guy can sling wherever he wants until proven otherwise. So uh, I think uh, the Chiefs are going to win this game 30-24. to 24. I think it'll be competitive, but 
Chiefs dominate the entire time. Okay. Um, I must say, this is going to be a very contest- contested match. And I think Lamar's out here to prove something. I think he's going to come out here and win this game 30 to 27. It's going to be a high scoring match. But I think Lamar, he. He just has to win this one, in my opinion, because he has to go against Patrick Mahomes most of his career, and he's been improving in the passing game. The running game is really solid, and their defense is top five defense in the NFL, and they're going against the Chiefs, which they had trouble against the Chargers last week. So I think this defense is way better than the Chargers. So I think they're going to be able to hold them off a little bit more. And I think Lamar is going to come out with this W this week. Yeah, uh, I think he has to win too. I don't think he will, but I think he has to win for himself if he wants to actually call this a rivalry. Because as of right now, it's not a rivalry until both parties have, you know, given their both their blows. And right now... Patrick Mahomes just keeps knocking him out. So and th- th- this is what's gonna make this match so intriguing to me because I just think Lamar is gonna put up the game of his career on this game, and I think he's gonna go up for three touchdowns, two hundred and fifty yards, and one rushing touchdown. But let's let's touch on another note. Let's talk about these coaches getting fined for this not wearing the mask thing. What do you think about this? Um, I mean, I'm not too fond of it. I mean, the idea is that the NFL has all their employees from staff, players, etc. to uh, to get tested before these games. I think they get multiple tests throughout the week. So I thought it's kind of weird. But, I mean, it's more of a perception thing, I believe. Yeah, I think the NFL is just trying to look the part as far as for the media. But I think these fines are a bit excessive, charging the team 250000 and then charging the head coach. 100,000 for not wearing a mask like not even over here in the rule of law and with the citizens they're not even getting charged that much so I just think they need to better that and the NFL needs to get better with handling these type of scenarios yeah that's the the not so fun part of the NFL sometimes yeah but let's let's go ahead and end this show it's been a great show and um yeah go ahead and follow us and on Instagram at Let's Talk TDs. And if you have any suggestions or anything of the sort to make our show better, email us at Let's Talk TDs at gmail.com and we'll get back to you. This has been a fun, this has been a fun um, show and we'll get back next week with week four. Thanks. Special, special, special.